Hi, everybody, and welcome to the TaxSell Podcast, where TaxSell investing is made easy. I'm, of course, your host, Casey Dimon. I'm a veteran TaxSell investor, a TaxSell trainer, author of the TaxSell Playbook, and I'm the founder of the TaxSell Academy. Now, if you're new to tax sales, you'll probably want to know what type of properties are even available at tax sales. And when I say the term tax sell, I'm referring to both tax liens and tax deeds, and I'm also referring to both auctions and OTC or over-the-counter properties. But this is a very common question that I do receive. What types of properties are even available at tax sales? Or some students are even more specific. Can I buy a house? Can I buy a lot? Can I buy 10 acres for my horse? Can I even be as specific as I want a piece of property that is 13 miles off the grid so I can build a house there? Or can I build a tiny house? Yes, these are questions that I've received in the past. People want to know exactly what type of properties are available. And the answer to all these questions is yes. Absolutely. Yes to all these. At some point or another, nearly every single property type is going to be offered. Now, we're going to get into the specifics shortly, but I want to tell you about a few of the properties that I have personally purchased just to give you an idea of what I've come across. Now, the majority of the properties that I've purchased are land and homes. The truth is I've purchased over a thousand either pieces of land or homes. When it comes to single-family residential, I'm very, very heavily invested in single-family stuff. We're talking about both lands and homes, lots of homes. Now, lots of these properties, more than I would say more than 80% of these properties have been vacant properties. 20% homes, probably 80% vacant properties, and of those vacant properties, a large percentage of those are vacant lots, your standard vacant residential lot that somebody's waiting to be building a house on. Now, I've also purchased commercial buildings. I purchased both large and small commercial buildings. The largest commercial structure I purchased was more than 26,000 square feet. I've also purchased too many 1,500 to 5,000 square foot commercial structures that I can, can't even begin to count. I've also purchased an entirely developed residential subdivision. We're talking sidewalks, curbs, gutters, pavements, all that good stuff. A brand new subdivision I purchased at a tax sale auction. And I've also seen apartment buildings that I've been able to purchase too. Small apartment buildings for most of the time, but I have seen larger buildings come across. Now, the list that I've purchased goes on and on and on. But hopefully by hearing about some of my purchases, you understand the different types of properties that are going to be offered at tax sales. Now, let's go ahead and dig into a few of these. The first class that I consider that is offered at tax sales is land. Pure, raw real estate. No improvements. And when I say the word improvements, I'm talking about a barn, a shed, a house, commercial structure, anything like that. Just land. Pure, raw real estate. And now this is going to be the bulk of what is offered in most areas. Now some areas it might vary, you know, substantially. Truthfully, I've seen some areas where it's all homes for sale. Then some areas where it's all land for sale. But in general, if you average everything out, the bulk of what is offered at tax sales are going to be your vacant properties. Now inside this land classification, we also have land that is zoned residential and land that is zoned for commercial uses. Now inside of these classifications, we have everything from tiny little strips of land to large acreage tracks. I've seen everything from a four square foot lot, that's four, F-O-U-R, four square feet that is auctioned off to properties that are hundreds and hundreds of acres large. Now the majority of these vacant properties, however, are going to be the standard, typical, residential vacant lot. Like if you're driving through an area that has a subdivision and maybe that subdivision isn't fully developed, 
it's going to be a lot in that subdivision. If there's an area of town where, you know, maybe it's 20 miles from town and 50 years ago, some developer thought it was a great idea to sell properties out there and they never took off, they never sold, but it's all these properties and they're broken down into quarter acre lots. It's going to be something like that. So it's just your typical residential vacant lot, you know, quarter acre, that kind of stuff. Now, this is not an episode about due diligence. We're going to get into that later. And obviously at TaxSellAcademy.com, we go heavy into due diligence. But just know that many of these lots, many of these typical residential vacant lots are here for a reason. They're unbuildable. The dues are too high. The tax are too high. And all sorts of other fun issues can exist with these properties. Just take that into consideration. With that said, vacant residential lots are ideal for many investors for a number of different reasons. First off, you have very low entry costs. You can get lots, I've seen, I've personally purchased lots for as cheap as $20 before. I see them all the time for $500, $1,000, maybe $5,000. That could be a steal in your area. I've seen some lots that sell for $20,000 and is an absolute steal in those areas because they're worth $100,000 or $150,000. So there's lots and lots of lots that are sold. But again, the cost to get involved in tax sale investing is going to be lowest. The barrier to entry is smallest for your vacant residential lots just about in every single situation. Now, in addition to that, there's also lower risk. You don't have to worry about somebody walking into your building and breaking their arm or the building falling on somebody or anything like that. It's just vacant raw land. There's also lower holding costs, no maintenance issues, that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, they might also prove to be slightly more difficult to sell than other property types depending on the demand in that area. So, for example, if you buy a piece of property, if you buy one lot in a subdivision that has 5,000 lots and they're all for sale, guess what? It's going to be difficult to sell a piece of property. So there's all sorts of factors that go into it. But just think about this. Think vacant lots, you know, easy, low barrier to entry, you know, a little bit easy money most of the time, but it could be difficult depending on how you buy. So there's all sorts of factors, other factors you have to consider, but vacant lots. That's our first type of property that is offered. The second type of property are going to be the residential improved properties. These are, of course, what we know as homes. They're houses. It's just a residential property, a single-family residential property. Now, they don't really need much of an explanation. There's truthfully not much I can tell you about it. It's just a house, right? Typically, what you'll see is homes that are priced in the lower value range for the area that you're investing in. So what do I mean by that? Okay, so if the average home sale in your area is at $150,000, say the average homes all around you sell for $150,000, don't expect that type of house. Don't expect one that is valued at $150,000 to be offered at the tax sale auction. Typically, if it's an average priced house, that property is going to get the taxes paid on it. Instead, expect homes that are valued significantly below that figure. So if you have a $150,000 average price in your area, maybe you're going to be expecting homes that are going to be valued $20,000 to $50,000. So take this large range, you know, above and below $150,000, and it's going to be on the very bottom of where that range falls. So, you know, maybe there's some areas where the average sales price is $50,000, and you can buy houses at tax sales, you know, that, that are valued, the market value, ten dollars to fifteen to $20,000. So again, you're usually going to be on the bottom end of whatever the values are in that particular area. Again, don't expect the mansions to be popping up at tax auction because it, it does happen, but it is very, very rare. So again, when it comes to these properties, it's going to be properties that are usually cheap, in disrepair, properties that were cheap, you know, even if they are 
not in disrepair, once you fix them up, if you plan to fix them up or whatever the situation is, just understand it's gonna be in the bottom end of the values in that area. Many new investors just love the idea of buying and selling homes. That's what a lot of people think of when they hear the term real estate investing, of course. Mostly, I think it's due to the television shows or the popularity of flipping houses and that kind of stuff nowadays, but it's just what people are accustomed to, I guess. The truth is, flipping houses, buying houses at tax sales, can be a double-edged sword. The demand is usually higher when compared to vacant properties. You know, more people need homes than need vacant lots, right? You can live in a house, you can't live in a vacant lot. However, houses will require a higher acquisition price, so you need more capital to start typically. They're also going to hold more risk, and generally, they're gonna hold higher holding costs than vacant properties. You have to maintain them. And some counties and some cities are very, very strict on their maintenance requirements. And those fees and the different you know, expenses that you're having maintaining that property will add up very, very quickly. So take that in consideration. So it's slightly more work and you are gonna slightly get better results in most cases. Now, the next type of properties that are offered at tax sale auctions will be your commercial properties. And these will show up at auctions much, much less frequently than vacant properties. And they'll also show up much less frequently than your houses. But they do still show up, which is why we're discussing them. Common commercial properties that I've seen will include your old restaurant. You know, the neighborhood restaurant that went out of business 30 years ago and nobody's really done anything with it. That's going to be at a tax sale auction probably one day. Or gas stations. You know, the old gas station that, you know, everybody used to visit or maybe they never visited. I don't know. But it went out of business, didn't pay the taxes, and here it is a tax sale auction. Or maybe the neighborhood store. That's another common occurrence that I see at tax sales. Now, I've also seen a few large shopping centers at tax sales. I've seen large apartment buildings at tax sales. I've seen hotels at tax sales. I've seen a lot of commercial properties at tax sales. But again, the most common are typically restaurants, gas stations, and you know, like your small neighborhood stores. Now, these type of properties are gonna be more of a challenge for you as the investor. While you might be able to get a steal on some of these, I've seen gas stations go for very, very, very little money. They are typically gonna be more difficult to sell. Now, you have to think about this. More people want a house than a vacant lot, and more people also want a house than a commercial property, right? Your audience is much, much smaller when you start getting commercial stuff just because people don't have a use for it, and it just doesn't trade as quickly. And they're also usually more difficult to maintain while you attempt to resell them. Remember that old gas station I said that a lot of people buy for you know 100 bucks or $1,000? Guess what? It might have like underground storage tanks that you have to remove, that you have to pay, you know, an excavator to come in there and clean the soil and all that good stuff. You know, another thing to think about too is commercial properties, by almost the definition of what a commercial structure is there for, are usually on very busy roads. So what happens is they attract a lot of attention. And a lot of that attention could come from vandals, could come from criminals, it could come from, maybe even worse, the city. The city drives by it every day. Code enforcement drives by it every day and say, listen, you are not doing anything with that building. You have to do something with that building and you have to clean it up. You have to fix the windows, board it. You have to figure out what you're gonna do with that building. So a lot of times code enforcement can get on your case when you buy these commercial buildings just because they happen to drive by them every day. And it's what everybody else sees. And you know, it's what all the residents of the city see, the visitors see. So they want you to do something with them. So they're gonna be on your case about the smallest thing. So just consider that when you're thinking about these commercial structures. 
Of course, with that said, there are plenty of times where you can snag a commercial property very, very cheap, and you can resell it, and you can just hit it out of the park. You can hit a home run with it, right? You can make lots and lots of money. Just think about it, though. It's a little more difficult than the residential stuff. So my opinion is don't start off directly with the commercial stuff. Start with the residential stuff first or the vacant lots and the vacant properties first, and then move on to commercial once you have some more experience because it does require much more effort, but you know sometimes the reward is there. So those are the three primary categories. You have vacant land, you have your improved residential properties, and you have your commercial properties. The last one can be a mix of really any of the above that we've already discussed, and it's what I refer to as the unusual properties. It's the properties that, well, they're just, they're unusual. They're unique, to say the least. From time to time, you'll come across properties that are Properties that will definitely intrigue you. You think, what in the world is that? Or, and you start researching a property and think, wow, that's really interesting. There are a number of different properties that can be considered unusual at tax sales, but I wanted to give you five examples of properties that I've seen at auctions to make you take a second thought about what properties are available. These properties, you'll definitely think twice about. You'll turn your head and say, whoa, what is going on here? So the first example are schools. Schools that are public are sometimes sold to private entities for a variety of different reasons. You know, maybe that school downsizes to a different structure, or they increase size and they build another school somewhere. Whatever the situation is, the county might not have a need for that school anymore, then they sell it to a private entity who fails to pay the taxes on it. Other times I've seen private schools or charter schools that close down because they didn't pay their taxes. So if you've ever wanted to buy a school, you might have the opportunity at a tax sale. Another example are what we refer to as air condos, air condominiums. These are condominium units. Think like your beautiful condominium unit overlooking the ocean, right? But it's an air condo instead. So it actually consists of nothing more than a box of air. These are condos that are supposed to be built on the second story, but that building, it doesn't even exist. There is no first story, there is no second story. So the deal is you can't claim the ground, you can't claim the land around you, all you have is your tiny box of air on the second story. That's it, air condos. Along with that, of course, you get a nice little tax bill every year. You'll also gonna come across old hospitals. I've seen hospitals come available and sell at tax sale auctions. These are typically hospitals that have been abandoned for 20 or 30 years, and to say the least, they are very, very creepy usually. Now, docks are another example. In many coastal areas, you can actually buy a dock for your yacht or your boat or whatever you have, and that is taxed as a parcel of real estate. It's actually considered real property. They send you a tax bill on it. You actually own that area that is next to that dock or between you know, the dock or whatever, however they have it split up for you, but you can actually buy a dock. Now, you just have to be sure, of course, that the dock is still there and it hasn't floated away and it hasn't sank because I've seen both of those issues occur before. Our last example here are islands. Yes, you can buy an island at a tax auction. If you've ever wanted an island, you might just have that opportunity to buy one one day. But and again, just make sure that island is above water and not below it. I've seen that a few times too. So there you have it. Those are the primary types of properties that are offered at tax sale auctions. We have vacant land, which really dominates most tax sales. Behind that, you have houses and then you have your commercial structures, and then finally the unusual real estate. Now inside the Tax Academy, we actually break it down into a few more categories as far as like mineral rights and that kind of stuff. So there are a couple more things that you can really add into the different types of real estate. But again, those are the primary properties. 
their vacant land, your houses, and your commercial properties, followed by that unusual real estate, of course. So there you have it. That's it, guys. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast today and learning all about the different types of properties that are offered at tax sales. Hopefully, you can go ahead and attend a tax sale auction at some point in the very near future and snag you one of these types of properties that you can profit from. If you'd like help with that process, please visit TaxSellAcademy.com where we have lots and lots of detailed training on how to get you started as a tax sale investor. So thank you so much for joining me today on Tax Sale Investing Made Easy. Again, as always, if you want more information, head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com. That's it for today, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.